0: mandole <laughs> <laughs> <did you> <laughs> I a a a a your name is to be hallowed. Adonai. Your name is to be hallowed. Your name we hallowed. Your name alone, hallowed, ah yes, your name
1: Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. Ah. Father, we thank you because your name is praised. Your name is glorified. Your name alone, O God, is exalted in the midst of your people. Oh Shakira, Lord. Bless you, because we know your name alone is glorified in the midst of us. We bless you, precious Holy Ghost, for the things that you are doing in our lives. We thank you, Father, for the things that you are blessing and exalting in the midst of us. Father, we thank you for the flow of your knowledge and the revelation of your spirit. We thank you, Father, for the outpouring of grace in the midst of your people. We thank you, Father. Because even in this day, O God, you crown us, O God, with your presence. You crown us, O God, with your presence. You crown us, Father, with your presence. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost.
0: Thank you, Holy Ghost.
1: Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. thank you you, you, jesus father i thank you because oh god you are opening blind eyes in the name of jesus you are in the name of jesus father we thank you because you're doing miracles 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 father you're causing people to be able to gain forward in the name of jesus father i thank you for miracles in this place my god i give you praise because people are receiving receiving even they are dead back to life in the name of jesus my god thank you for that season of the I'm breaking out of your power in a in a strong way even in a strange way in the name of our Lord Jesus. Father Mm -hmm. I thank you because in this season you are seeking to flow into the earth you are seeking to break forth you are seeking to break through oh God and I thank you precious Holy Ghost because even now Lord Jesus you are touching us oh God you are training us oh God you are equipping us you are building us up oh God for the days ahead of us in the name of Jesus and so Lord we the equipping of your spirit we receive the training of your spirit we receive it we receive it we receive it all in the name of Jesus. jesus thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus thank you holy spirit we follow you holy spirit We follow you step-by-step, one foot in front of the other. We follow you. We follow you, Lord God. Follow you, Holy Ghost, in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Um, I I welcome you once again to this day that the Lord has made. It is a day of rejoicing and it is a day of gladness. It is a day of supernatural provision. It is a day of the of the word of the Lord. Um, it is a day of outpouring, you know, a day of grace, a day of truth. Um, I I, I just welcome you to this day that God has made room for us in. Please mute your microphone. Um, God has made room for us um, in the spirit realm in this day. And I, I just bless God because it's it's a day where you're going to record testimonies or testimonies of the of the presence of God you know, and the hand of God in the name of Jesus. Um, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday while we're praying, um, at some point I began to say that, I, I sense that the spirit of God um, is is building up men and he's causing them to become like, you know, the, the rivers of Eden, but not like the rivers, but I began to say that I perceive that it is like, um, you standing and becoming the point where, you know, the rivers are breaking out of you and are breaking through you and are breaking forth uh, because of you. And as I said it, I heard the word estuaries and I said, you know, what does an estuary mean? You know, can somebody help me look it up and, you know, tell me what it means. Um, but what, what happened was we're not able to, um, they sent it to me on whatsapp but i didn't look at it so i didn't see it i didn't touch on it i didn't talk about it you know uh, but when i went back later i saw it and i was like oh my goodness you know um, this is exactly what i was trying to say this is exactly what i was you know trying to explain you know and i realized that what the lord was doing was that god was not just um giving us uh, it was not just something that was happening in my mind or my imagination, but what was actually happening was that the Lord was giving me a prophetic picture of what He's doing in the lives of people in this season and what God is trying to cause um to break out of you and what God is trying to establish in you with you and through you. And so, as I as I looked at that, I I began to pray through throughout the day, and you know, and I feel so strongly that the system that God um wants to talk to us about today is you know the distributory system of the spirit when it comes to you know like rivers and waters i feel like god wants to speak about that really strongly because every time we see river every time we see water it, it represents the holy ghost or not not every time we see water but you know most times if it's a river or a stream it represents the flow of the holy spirit and I feel so strongly that God is speaking today about the system by which um, the Holy Spirit flows and enters into the lives of people and breaks forth into the whole earth. And I feel like God is speaking about the way in which he wants to flow in you with you and through you um, to bless the world today. And so in the name of Jesus, I just, I just pray that um, as as we pray and as we talk and as we teach that the Holy Spirit will be breaking into areas in your life. Amen. Um, so- genesis in genesis 1 verse 17 um from verse 7 to fourteen, we see um god actually creating man and you know god putting man in the garden and um let's just look at it venice genesis 2 sorry um for verse 8 it says and and the lord god planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. Actually, from verse seven, Genesis two seven, it says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, he made, made the Lord God to grow every tree uh, that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence, it was parted and became four heads. The name of the first river is Pishon. That is which encompasses the whole land of Habila where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is bedellium and onyx gold. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compassed the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hidekel. That is it which went forward the east of Assyria. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden um, of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Um, first of all, you know, the thing I love about praying is that God, you know, I would have for weeks been meditating and praying towards prayer. In, and then God would take everything and he would tear it apart and just be like, you know what, um, this is what I actually want to. Say, I'm just going to take a little bit from your notes and you know, we can just patch it up. So, um, when God began to speak about estuaries yesterday, I was like, Ah, oh God, we have this whole plan. Like, I have these really powerful notes and things that I believe you want to share. And it's like, eh, It's me and me, I'm telling you that I want to turn a little bit. Why are you, you know, questioning me? Uh, but I feel so strongly that God is trying to awaken us and awaken somebody. Um, to the knowledge of what you carry and how what you carry um, can actually invade and impact the earth. I sense strongly that God is raising somebody um, from from the place of, you know, the kind of Christianity that enables you to go, you know, by with life and just enables you to be able to, you know, deal with the witches in your father's house and your mother's house and, you know, to be able to, you know, prosper your business and, you know, all those little, well, I call it little, but those things, God wants to take you past that place into actually making you Um, the kind of person that is able to establish God in the midst of this world and establish him um, in the midst of this generation. And God is trying to raise Josephs out of you people. And God is trying to raise um, Noahs out of you. And God is trying to raise disciples out of you. The kind of people that can stand and where one man's value is like the value of an entire generation. So that's what God is trying to build inside of you. And even this morning, God is saying, lift up your heads. Begin to see um, the things that have laid in front of you and the people that i have called you to be and you know so as god began to speak about genesis and god began to speak about you know genesis um chapter two and talking about how he placed man in the garden and all of that um one of the first things that you know um that, that crossed my mind was where um god began to i said okay the garden and then you know, Eden, but the thing that many people always assume is that the garden of Eden is Eden, but the Bible says he planted a garden in the east of Eden. So the garden wasn't in Eden. The garden isn't Eden. Eden is a bigger place. Eden is a bigger sphere. And it is in the east of Eden that God actually planted a garden. And so when you, when you think about the word Eden in itself, you know, it literally refers to, um, it literally refers to, you know, pleasure the word Eden actually speaks about pleasure when you look at the Hebrew meaning of Eden it it represents pleasure but also it also represents paradise you know when you talk about Eden so you know how the Bible says at his right hand are pleasures forevermore so it wasn't just talking about you know sweetness and niceness but at his right right hand is you know paradise at his right hand is the place he has prepared where his presence goes forth, and we know who is sitting at the right hand of God we know that it is Jesus that sits at the right hand of God and the Bible declares that we are seated with him in heavenly places far above principalities and powers so there is a sphere and there is a place in the spirit realm that is far above principalities and powers so when we speak about paradise we're not just speaking about you know just this feeling of lying down with animals you know playing with lion and eating fruits that's not paradise paradise is actually speaks about a in the spirit realm where the presence of God is able to penetrate and the presence of God is able to give um, God's people the 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 strength of his office and they are able to operate in that place in the fullness of god so um when he speaks about eden this is what he speaks about then the garden is different the garden is in eden and the garden is a place where man engages with god in the midst of paradise now when you look at scriptures there are four different um kind of paradises that were spoken about um so when, when you look at it, you, 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 in, the new, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, you know, um, paradise is translated as two things. You know, there's the orchard and there is the forest. So when the Bible says, and in the east of Eden, so there is one meaning which is orchard which is you know like a a place where you know fruits are planted and all of that but there is also forest so it actually meant those two things when he spoke about paradise in genesis now another um definition or another place or where you speak about paradise is you know in ezekiel 28 from verse 11 to 17 it was speaking about Lucifer before Lucifer fell and he spoke about Lucifer and it's just talk about how Lucifer was in um, Eden the garden of the Lord you know so the, the whole conversation about Eden did not begin with man it did not begin with and God created humanity. It actually began with Lucifer before the creation of man or this dispensation of time as we know it, so that you can begin to understand the contention that you are in. So that you can begin to understand why Lucifer was even on the earth. You know, the Bible calls him the covering cherub, the Bible calls him um the one that, that goes back and forth. And the Bible speaks about it says, by the abundance of your trading, iniquity was found in you. Who was he trading with? Why is it that when he fell, it was to the earth because it was an original domain and an original sphere that he was meant to operate in. So the Bible speaks about it, it said, you know, you were in Eden, the garden of the Lord, you know, and so you see that in Ezekiel 11, uh, verse 1 to 17, so there was a paradise that existed that Lucifer engaged and transacted from before. And then you now look at, um, you know, um, then there's the paradise in the third heavens, you know, and you see that in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 1, um to four revelations to verse seven, seven you know there's a the paradise in the in the third heavens and then the last paradise that you see in scripture is the paradise under the earth you know where um righteous prisoners you know where we're, we're taking to so you see about abraham in those days and remember the story of the, the the rich man and the poor man and how the rich man looked up and saw the the, the beggar with abraham in abraham's bosom and you know he 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 began to say um, he was crying out for a drink of water. So give me one. Thank you. Um, and how you know the rich man cried out. And you know, he saw the poor man in paradise with Abraham. So there is that paradise also. Um, and we see different times in scriptures, Luke 16, verse 25, you remember when, when Jesus was dying on the cross and he said to the poor man, he said, um, he said to the, the one dying on the cross with him, when he said to him, you know, this day you will be with me in paradise. Jesus actually meant it because when he descended, there is that paradise that is underneath the earth. There is that paradise where Abraham and co and all the faithful saints, um, that had died, they were in paradise, you know, so um yeah so those are the four that you see um looks i mean the last one luke 16 verse 25 um luke 24 verse 43 matthew 12 verse 40 ephesians 4 verse 8 to 10. you see that mentioned consistent consistently in those um places now the, 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 the garden in itself, you know, there are four different gardens I mentioned. I'm, I'm going forward this morning. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because where we are getting to is God's estuaries and we begin to pray. About the breaking forth of the Holy Spirit from inside of us. But the reason why I'm touching on this is so that you would understand your formation and you would understand God's formation and God's systematic plan. Because until you can fully understand the way God has structured and positioned things from the heavens to the earth, there are many, many things you cannot fully engage. And there are many ways in which you cannot stand. And because God is raising out of us a people who are going to be able to break through into the world, who are going to rise up in different spheres, in government, in politics, people who are going to rise up. And I literally said like Joseph and people are going to rise up like Noah and people are going to rise up like the disciples who raised an upper room of encounter with God because you want to rise up in this kind of way and you want to be able to take territories and you want to be able to break the boundaries of hell and darkness around regions Um, because God is calling us to rise up in that manner in this season. There are certain things that you need to understand and there is a certain kind of background and context you need to be able to give to the race that you are running. you know. So um, we have looked at Eden in itself, but it then began to speak about the garden. Now, many people think about the garden and they just think about fruit and all of that. When you think about what was happening in Genesis 1, it wasn't just um, old physical space. It is both something that happened physically, but it is also something, a picture God is painting for us in the spirit realm. It is also, um, he's also painting for us how the different realms exist and how the different realms interact. So when you hear about Eden and you hear about the garden and you hear about the tree, it's not just talking about physical things that existed. It's talking about things that even exist right now, but is no more in the physical space. But these are doors, these are places, these are realms, these are spheres of engagement in the form of the spirit so when he talks about the tree even though today we are not stretching for that physical tree but the two trees yet exist as options for men the two trees we right. are have- confronted by it every day as we go on in life. We're confronted by the need to be able to, um, to want to stretch out and to take up the things that will benefit us and to take up the things that would enrich us and we'll take up the things that we, in our own sense, is pleasant to the eyes and good for food or to wait on the Lord and to receive the nourishment of God and the strengthening of God. You know, So when we speak about the garden, each one of us has got a garden with the Lord. Each one of us has got a place where we meet with God in the midst of the paradise of God, in the midst of the flow of God's spirit, there is always a garden that is prepared for each man to be able to engage with the Lord. The moment where you come into an awareness of God's presence, and you come into an awareness of God's spirit, then this very place is the garden prepared because the garden is the place of intersection between the heavenly realms and the physical realms where there is no, um, there is no breakage in the interaction and man is able to engage with the divine and the divine is able to engage with the human and there is is no barrier between the two when you come into that place when you come into that sphere you are beginning you have you you are raising a garden but the thing about the garden is that there were different gardens that were mentioned in the scripture and there, there, there are different things that all the different gardens do and so when you look at Ezekiel 28 verse 11 the scripture about Lucifer and Jeremiah 4 um, 23 to 26 you begin to see how he speaks about said Lucy it was talking about Lucifer's garden and this was even before Adam was formed. You know, it says he said you were in Eden in the garden of the Lord. So there was a garden that um Lucifer engaged in. Now the second garden that we see um in scripture is Adam's garden, you know, of in Eden, you know, where we see God interacting with Adam. And then there is another garden we see in scripture, which is the garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus himself you know, went to pray and Jesus was pressing in and all of that. And then there is the garden of resurrection where Christ triumphed over sin and death and hell. And that garden, you see it in John 19, verse 38 to 42, then in Galatians 1, verse 18. Now you begin to realize that there is something about a garden. Every time God speaks about the garden, he's not just speaking about um, a place where, you know, um, where, where you go to, um, just eat fruits and see, you know see nice things. No, 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 no. Every time the garden was mentioned, it was both a place of the pleasures of God, but it was also the place of tempting. It was also a place where. Our men were tried, and the spirits of men were tried. It was also a place where people had to overcome. It was also a place where people had to make the right choice. You see, Jesus in his garden, and in the garden, Jesus was pressing, and Jesus was pushing, and Jesus was praying, and Jesus was like, You know what? Yes, I know I am standing right in the planting of God. Yes, I know I am carrying the presence of God, but I also know that in this place I need to triumph. I also know that in this place I need to overcome. It is almost that it was almost like the garden is the place of definition. It is almost like the garden is the place of birthing and rebirth. It is almost like it is in the garden that people are defined. It is almost like the garden is a place of lesson and the garden is a place of qualification. So man was made and then the garden was made and then man was placed in the garden. It was almost as though the gardens are created at the same time that a man is raised. It is almost as though there is a twin interaction between man and garden and the garden becomes the place where a man is qualified to be able to step into what he needs to step into. And Jesus came into his garden experience and the Bible declares that while Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, here was Jesus praying, here was Jesus pushing, and the sweat became blood. If only Adam understood the interaction in the garden, if only Adam understood what happens when you come into a garden, Adam probably would have been able to step up and arrive at the strength and authorization that God needed him to have. It was in the garden that Luke Joseph's heart was seared and iniquity was found in him in the garden so i want you to begin to pray because you see the thing is i believe that god has set up gardens for all of us and every time you look at it from the external what it looks like it's like a time of pleasure it's like a time of plenty it's like a time of abundance you know you see trees you see fruit you see all of these things the bible says in the garden God planted every kind of tree that was good to the eyes and pleasant, you know, and will, uh, I was good for food. So when you look around in the garden, what you see are pleasant things, what you see are good things, but in the midst of it is a trial that is waiting for you. And when I say a trial, I'm not necessarily talking about pain, but I'm talking about the trial of understanding, the trial of wisdom, the trial of revelation, the trial of your standing and positioning in God. But you see, when a man is able to pass the test of the garden, something happens to you. The original mandate that God gave to you, when he said, break out into the whole earth, take dominion, fill the earth, you are able to operate in it in the strength of God. Adam left the garden disgraced, Adam left the garden in shame, but Jesus left the garden in power, Jesus left the garden in glory. The moment Jesus left the garden, there was something that happened to him, he was able to face the cross, and out of the cross came his breaking out into the whole world, came his ability to fill the whole earth. But before the cross, Jesus was limited to physical locations. He was limited to Jerusalem. He was limited to the lands and the cities and the villages around. But after the cross, something happened to Jesus and Jesus was able to break out and his message was able to spread to the earth. There is something about the passing of the test of the garden that enables a man to go global. There is something about passing the test of the garden that enables the voice of a man, that enables the strength of a man, that enables the calling of a man to be able to spread spread through the whole earth. This morning, I want you to pray. I want you to ask the Lord to give you wisdom. I want you to ask the Lord to give you understanding. I want you to ask the Lord to give you revelation concerning how you should engage the garden of your life. Because I perceive that God is setting people up in gardens this morning. I perceive that God is setting people up in, uh, I mean, garden-like situations. And what it is, is that it's a season of testing. So pray, ask the Lord. The
0: Father, as I entered this season, oh, I do, I do. Know, because, like, because I, mm. I think It is a <laughs> the it is a <laughs> of the they can a little of the I have to share I am not to the trying and do amen, amen. 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 See let me let, explain, let me
1: explain something to you. The reason why some people are the way they are today or where they are today is because a generation before them came into a garden situation and they didn't say what the purpose of the garden was. They did not eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil but they did not leave the garden. The plan of God was not for man to remain in the garden. The plan of God was for man to break out of the garden. And everything that happened in the garden was meant to be a training, was meant to be empowerment, was meant to be strengthening. The garden was an opportunity for grooming, even for man. And everything he learned in the garden, he was supposed to raise as a prototype by which they engaged the earth. Now there were people that came into the garden setting of God and it was supposed to be an opportunity for them to break generations out and into the vastness that God has allocated for them. But these people never left the garden. They did not understand the mindset that God was trying to infuse in them. It wasn't the mindset of enjoying what was present. It wasn't the mindset of enjoying what was available. It was actually the mindset of being able to rise up as a of, as a, as a lord, as a landlord over the earth. God is speaking today about the mistake of not being able to accurately engage your garden. Many times, people like Esau come into garden situations and all that they are able to do is say, you know what, just give me porridge instead. Never looking and piercing through to realize that there is something that God wants them to do. I think about my life and sometimes I meet people who have known me for years and how long I've done ministry. I meet people from university and they say things like, my God, I can't believe you are still on fire. You're still doing what you're doing. The person that I am today is a product of consistent choices I have made to do what I am doing. It isn't because opportunities and trees were not placed before me, but I chose this life. I chose ministry. I chose Jesus above other things. And so when you see certain people walking in certain strengths and revelation and knowledge. It is a product of the choices they made. Now, why did I choose this? Because I want to build something for myself that goes beyond me. I want to establish something on the earth so that in the day I am no more and people speak about me. They may speak about the way that God has blessed them. They may speak about the way that God has blessed their children. They may speak about the way that God has blessed the nation and the nations because of the choices that I made. I realized that the only way that that could happen was that I will restrict my hand from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I will allow myself, keep stretching my hand towards the tree of life, but make a deliberate choice to arrive at a place where God can say you are now qualified to break out into the whole earth. It doesn't happen simply because you are ordained or anointed. It doesn't happen simply because God gave you a prophetic word. It happens by consistent choices that you make. And so this morning, as we have prayed, I pray that the spirit of God will help you to be able to also discern the gardens that are placed before you, the opportunities and the choices that you need to make in the name of our Lord Jesus. You see, the thing about um, about the garden is that going past that place, there was something else that existed there. And the Bible began to speak about the rivers of Eden. And the Bible began to speak about how Um, this river went from Eden and it went into the garden. So it came from Eden. It watered the garden and then from the garden, it broke forth into the whole earth. And that's the reason why we are in this place today, this teaching today, because yesterday God was speaking to us prophetically about estuaries. And I believe very strongly that this is the word of the Lord for you today. And God wants you to see yourself as a type of estuary. And God wants you to understand the role you are called to play. Now, what is an estuary? An estuary is a partially enclosed um, coastal body of water with one or more rivers or streams flowing into it. And with a free connection to the open sea, you know, um, estuaries form um, form a transition zone between river environment and maritime environments. And uh, an example of an ecotone, and we'll get to ecotone. So it is um, the, 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 the when you have rivers coming and then you have where the rivers flow into. And that place now flows into the sea. The place in the middle where the rivers gather, from where it makes a transition into the sea is called the estuary. And the Bible speaks about how the rivers break out of Eden. And yesterday as we we're praying, I began to say, but I, I hear the Lord speaking about estuaries. And as I prayed more about it, I felt like the Lord was giving a picture of the people because Eden, let me show let me let me just show you. Um, um, a pictorial representation of what I am trying to say. Um, Host, can you allow me share my screen please? And the reason why I, I'm saying this is because I believe that God is calling us to not be, only be people who enjoy the presence of God in the garden, or not only be people who receive the Holy Spirit, and are able to engage with the Holy Ghost, but to also be people who can take what we receive in the spirit and break it out into the earth. Because the purpose of the river was not just for the watering of um, the garden, but was for the water to break into the whole earth. So the things that you carry and the things you are empowered to do and you have received by the Holy Ghost is meant for the whole earth. Now, um, I'm just showing a a picture of this, this green thing on my screen and you look at Eden in itself there's this big sphere of Eden and then you look at the garden that is in the midst of Eden and then there is this river that flows from Eden and it flows into the garden and then from the garden it then breaks into the whole earth so Eden is a bigger sphere of the presence of God, the extension of God, you know, the grace of God, the anointing of God, the kingdom of God. But the garden is the place where the man, in the midst of the will and the strength and the presence and the power of God, the garden is a place that is planted in Eden, where God interacts with man. And out of the garden and out of Eden comes a river that waters the garden, that replenishes the garden. Out of the presence of God comes a water, which is the Holy Spirit that fills us up in the midst of our interaction with God, that fills us up as we dwell in the Lord, as we dwell in the sacred place, as we dwell in the garden of the Lord. But the purpose of the river that we encounter is that this river is meant to break out of us and is meant to break through as different rivers. But you see, it is not enough for that to happen. Um, there is another picture i want to show you but as that begins to happen there is another picture that the lord will have us see and it is the picture of how that river the rivers themselves now break out and if you see where i'm pointing out on my screen i don't know if you guys can see it you see this little point right here is the estuary this point right here is where the rivers flow and they gather can you see the pointer from my screen what i'm pointing to yes we can so, PA. Okay. yes, so yes we can. this is the open sea and this is the estuary and this is the rivers flowing into the estuary now why was this picture so important to god because you see it is from the estuary that the convergence of the rivers i the sea and the sea represents Every time you hear about the sea in scriptures, it speaks about the people, the nations. It speaks about the world and the nations of the world. So right here is the whole earth and the nations of the whole earth. But here is the estuary. And that's why when the Bible began to speak, it says, and the rivers from there broke forth and watered the whole earth. But before it waters the whole earth, it must come to the point of an estuary. And I believe very strongly that in this season, God is making men like this. God is raising men that are like estuaries is that I like the convergence of the rivers of God that are like the convergence of the flow of the spirit because the rivers speak about the Holy Spirit. And you see, every time as he spoke about the breaking out of the foreheads, he's actually speaking about the breaking out into the multiple um, expressions of the Holy Ghost, the multiple expressions of God's spirit. And so what is happening in this season is that God is raising a people um, that are able to not only... Receive the full expressions of the Holy Ghost, because what are the breaking out in the foreheads? You, you see the giftings, um, the talents, the capacity, the ability, you know, the wisdom, and all of that that God has given to us. And you begin to speak about the gifts of the Spirit, the prophetic. But all of that must arrive at a point where it is able to engage with the whole earth, where it is able to engage with the world. So it is not enough for us to have all of these things, but the things that we have must be able to water the seed. The cat The things that we have must be able to water the people. The things that we have must be able to water the earth. And I perceive that that is what God is doing in us in this season. So when God begins to cause the things that you have and you carry, and God begins to demand for how it can engage with the world, know that God is stepping you up to the next level. Because you see, the first level of the engagement of these rivers in the garden is that first point where it splits, it breaks, it speaks about your gift, and it speaks about your capacity, your ability, the walkings of the Holy Ghost, but that is the first place, which is the, what I call the man of communion. That is the first man that breaks out, you know, when the rivers come. But you see, there is the second man that it must happen, and it is the man of engagement, because where these rivers now meet with the estuary, the estuary is a point of engagement, and you see it in the life of people like Esther, and you see it in things like um, David raising the mighty men, and you even see it in Jesus, where Jesus being the son of God, in all his power and capacity and ability yet you see jesus being able to engage all kinds of people that the world will look at and say why are you touching this kind of person why are you engaging with this kind of people but jesus made it clear that he had come so that he would touch the whole earth he had come so that he would fulfill the mandate that adam failed at and he said greater works than this you will do greater works than this you will do so that man of engagement is what is necessary um you know a couple of days ago i i went uh, um I was on a live that Apostle Tommy Arayomi was doing, and he was speaking about you know, people saying, oh, pray for Ukraine, pray for Ukraine. And he was saying, I'm not saying don't pray for Ukraine, pray for Ukraine. But what I am saying is, why are we so taken by the need to pray when we did not do anything about the prophetic word we received? And he said, this prophetic word, he said, there are people who have followed him for years and they can tell that his prophetic words are accurate. And he said, if you know that it is accurate, and at the beginning of the year, I told you people that war was coming upon this land. Why did nobody do anything about it? Why were councils not raised? Why were prayer meetings not raised then so that we may change the outcome of things? Why are we a people that are so into, you know, I'm um, acting when destruction comes or where a problem comes. Why are we not used to engaging the world by the spirit of God before anything happens? And so now he says, now we are all saying pray for you, can pray for you, pray. He said, but have we forgotten that the purpose of man is to be able to establish the will of God on the earth. It's not to do the church-like thing, it's not to do the religious thing, but to actually be able to rise up in a place where you take a prophetic word and it becomes a weapon in your hand and you can track the course of nations, you can chart the course of generations even before these things happen and so for me, that is the position of somebody being like an estuary, where the rivers of God flow into you, but you can decide how it breaks into the earth, you understand that the purpose of the convergence is for the watering of the earth the purpose of the gifting, the purpose of the things that God has watered you with, is so that the earth may be watered by it, and so the reason why many people don't do this is because we get stuck and we say to ourselves, you know, I just don't know how the only way you can see the gifts play out in your life is within the concept the the, the of, of context of the church but you see we are more than that we are more than that the church of god is not the kingdom of god the church of god is embedded within the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is a much bigger sphere the kingdom of god is a much bigger place the kingdom of god it, it covers our nations it covers generations it covers Um, even ages and worlds that are made. And God has called us to engage on the level of kingdom, not on the level of church, Church is a body that is formed. is a people that are raised so that they may be like Christ. And the operation of Christ is not just within our singing, our dancing, our prayer meetings. The expressions of Christ breaks past that. And the expression of Christ is trying to reach people in Iraq. The expressions of Christ is trying to bless the earth. The expressions of Christ is controlling climate change. The expressions of Christ is trying to make sure that there is no farming on the earth. The expressions of Christ is trying to ensure that when, when, when there is a tsunami that people are notified that there is no tsunami. The expressions of Christ covers the whole earth and it covers the keeping and the preservation of the dominion of the earth. So God wants us to step up. Beyond the man of communion, you must enter the man of engagement. You see, I want you to pray this morning before we look at the two other kind of men and ask the Lord, Father, open my mind. Father, show me how to take the things I have and to translate them into the watering of the earth. For somebody listening to me, even your wealth and your increase is connected to what I am saying. It's connected to your ability to translate the gift of God upon your life. It's connected to your capacity to realize that the rivers that flow inside of you, the Holy Ghost that is inside of you is meant for an expression and a watching of generations upon the earth. You see, some people are holding back the Lord. You are holding back the Lord. You are holding back the things that God wants to do on the earth. But this morning, I want you to pray and say, God, I'm not holding back anything anymore. Show me how I can step out. Show me how I can pour out, show me how I can release what I carry, show me how I can cause it to water the earth, how I can cause it to flow into the world, Father. I ask that you will break open inside of me new places of engagement. I pray that you will break inside of me new ways by which I can express it in that keeps me. Father, the things me to that i meant
0: for the watering <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> things that i
1: meant, oh God, for the <laughs> blessing of the whole world.
0: My God, I ask that you would help me to make of and my Lord God, you mean. Mean. I would have I you, and I would have you, have to the I would and I so that river that of in the name of I want to to see I I to you I to to I 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 Open you. up, get the rules of engagement. Everything is pattern of the the We the the pattern. Of <th <Vausk> tra-t tra-t t- the the Lu- the the está dentro daquele protocolo that the sa of God will di out of so the, the, of the of the, the, Stand the rules of engagement. My sharp. La 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 bas- in the
1: name of Jesus, Amen. You see, um, I I want you to go to understand something. That this salvation that the world is looking for is in this thing I'm asking you to pray about this morning. The salvation that the world is looking for, and. When you look at where the earth is at and where the world is at, (laughs) you cannot engage any other way. You cannot engage any other way but by being prophetic and your eyes are opening. But there must be the grace of the apostolic that must break out of you. This is not the season of one apostle. This is the season of the apostolic expression of God out of a generation. There is no other way we can do it. The prophetic will help you know what is happening, what should be done. But it is the apostolic that helps you break the ground. That's why you have been hearing prophecies about an apostolic a prophetic generation that is rising, a prophetic apostolic generation. This is the reason, and I need you to please shift with me this morning. And if you cannot shift, ask the Lord to help you, because you see the days where you hustle for only the provision of your house is over. And Mordecai said to Esther, Esther. You are thinking small. You are thinking like today's Christian. But Esther, you need to understand that what is coming requires you to raise up, rise up in the strength of the apostolic, requires you to rise up in the strength of a deliverer, requires you to rise up in the strength of one who understands that the life that she's living is for a people, is for a season, requires you to break the ground in places that no one has dared to go to. It requires you to change the expression of God that comes out of the church, it must water the whole earth. Esther, you are judging God by your own deliverance. You are judging the potency of God by your own provision. When you, Esther, is meant to be the one that proves God to a people, and you prove God to a nation, and you prove God to a generation, you people are meant to look at you, the way you look at your crowning, and you say, wow, this is supernatural. God must be alive for me to be raised as an orphan into becoming a queen. That is the same way that people must look at your life and say, wow, this is supernatural. God must indeed exist for this person to be doing the things that they are doing. But for you to have that, for you to be the estuary, the Lord's estuary, that is the collection of the waters and the rivers of God, and you channel it into the sea, into the people, you must rise up and understand that this is what is needed for the time. It is essential. It is not optional. It is expedient. It's not optional that your mind shifts in the season. Because what is about to happen, the intelligence of man will not amount to anything anymore. The normal planning, in fact, God is shifting the definition of things like education, the definition of things like wealth, things like provision, God is shifting it. Remember that servant that said, Can God, even if God were to make a window in heaven, this thing cannot be, provision cannot come, the famine cannot end. But this is the season where God will show that there is a different economy and there is a different way in which things come to the earth. For indeed, God opened a window in heaven. But that servant did not partake of it because he could not believe that there is another way that by which things flow into the earth. This is the season where you have to shift, where you have to place a demand on the rivers that you gather. This is not the time when you go from conference to conference, meeting to meeting, only wanting an experience of sensation and then nothing comes out of it. This is the season when you gather the river. And you begin to pray and you begin to say, my God, you hold the, you hold the hems of the earth and your nation and your cities. And you say, my God, if indeed the river inside of me, if indeed this is your Holy Ghost that is meant to break out into the sea, Baba, show me how open my eyes to see channels, open my eyes to see, because part of what is happening by reason of this thing that I am teaching you is that the apostolic must begin to operate in people, where you are able to break ground, where you are able to bring redefinition, where you are able to bring order, where you are able to bring structure, where you are able to um, come up with systems of nourishment for the earth, not just the body of Christ, but for the whole world. But also what, what this looks like is ideas and creativity. But when I think about people who walked this way and God used them, single men, but they broke out and nourished the earth and decided the destiny of nations, you begin to notice that one thing that is common amongst them is courage. You must be a person that has courage. Courage was common among them. People like Joshua, people like Gideon, people like Esther, people like David, there was always courage. So I want you to pray this morning. I say, my God, help me to be able to stand up. Help me to be able to show up when I need to. Father, even as your hand comes upon me, and you begin to show me my god how to craft new things and you begin to cause me oh god to come up with ideas and you begin to show me the pathways and the patterns by which i can advance for the nourishment of the earth this is the season where you have to scale up what you are doing and i'm not just talking about looking big and looking good but scale up in terms of vision first as you scale up in terms of vision the empowerment of god comes upon it but you need courage to execute You need courage to execute. These people always went back into God in prayer and God gave them the courage and boldness to stand out. This morning, pray for yourself. You see, courage is not just... Oh, I'm able to confront my boss. But courage is the ability to birth. Courage is the ability to bring forth. Courage is the capacity to move things and to shift things. And it is because you are locked into a vision. So when Gideon went and he began to destroy the Esherah poles, it wasn't that, oh, he's like, oh, I'm courageous and I'm now walking in apostolic, so I'm destroying the altars in my father's house. No, there was a vision that surpassed the altars of his father's house. There was something he was able to see that went beyond that place. And he understood that until I take this out, I cannot arrive at this. But there was a confidence in the vision that he was seeing. There was a strength in what he was beholding that made it possible for something inside of him to be stirred up. So ask the Lord that you will be taken by the vision of God for your city, taken by the vision of God for your sector, taken by the vision of God for your generation. Let there be something that is proceeding out of the vision that stirs up your spirit, that stirs up. Your heart that makes it possible. God help me to scale up and in Labacotine Bobo Shatayalaba. Encourage Matayalaba. Help me to scale up.
0: Lord help me to grow in the prophetic. Grant me courage. Help me to scale up in my craft. Lord help me to be taken by the vision of for my to be taken by the vision for my leadership. Taken by the vision for Nigeria, your vision Africa, Makaya Lapata Satana and Lord, fill me up, fill me up, Makaya Libas, Satana. I want to be taken vision for my locality, your vision for nations and my generation. Generations to come, let it burst through me. Lord, grant me courage. Lord, grant me courage. Lord, help me to scale up. To scale up in the way I see, scale up in the way that I hear, in the way that I perceive. be my teacher. Equip me, energize me, grant me courage. I cry out, oh, I cry out, oh God, the, the rivers that are gathered inside of me, Lord, that the technology of heaven advance me, advance me to the point where the shadows begins to be filled. Out and peace. To the May they become <laughs> to people, to the generation, my generation, in the name of Jesus. amen, yes. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. God is anointing somebody this morning. God is anointing somebody this morning. God is anointing somebody um, for the office. God is anointing someone for new releases, for new productions. God is anointing someone for more. Hallelujah. The spirit of multiplication and the spirit of increase is upon somebody this morning. And God is anointing you with the capacity and the courage to break out and to break forth. And God is raising you up (laughs) into higher platforms and higher places of engagement. And God is restoring the voice of someone. Your voice was stolen. Your voice was lost to a previous season of failure. God is saying to you this morning that you are not held down. By the affairs of the past, remember the man that is of God, that is built for heaven. The Bible says it's like a man that has both old and new treasures. I hear the spirit of God saying, Hey, 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 do not, do not miss it. your old treasures. Do not call them old. Do not call them failures. But God says that these are old treasures and the man that is built for the kingdom of heaven. He knows how to pull up all the old treasures and the new treasures out of his storehouse. And I hear the spirit of God say that I am increasing your storehouses and I am breaking up open your storehouses and I am converting your little bands. I am converting them into great places of storage across nations and across cities and I am causing you to grow and to increase and I'm causing you to be like one that rises out of the east and you spread out through the whole earth. I am to come out of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, before I talk about the third expression, because remember I was telling you about the third expression of a man that is like an estuary. And the first one, I spoke about the man of communion, the man yes. of engagement. But before I talk about the third expression, I want you to know three things. The first thing is sight. Because as we began to pray, and as we began to say, my God, God, give me courage. My God, let me tell you what courage looks like. You see, there are seasons where I make transitions, hey, by prayer. You see, these prayers we are praying this morning, this is how destinies are formed. It is like a man, a clay in the hand of a potter, and God is constantly folding and molding and forming us. And so, what you see as constraints that makes you to pray little prayers, hey, God, that makes you to pray little prayers. There are some women and some people. You go through certain kind of pain. You go through certain kind of things that happen in your life. And what you begin to do, you begin to pray little prayers. My God, kill them. My God, anybody that wants to listen to me, fire is fire. When you have it, things burn around you. There are some things you don't call out for. They happen. But God can command you to call out for some things. But let me tell you, fire is fire. And there are ways to go from just a flicking flame into becoming a bonfire. And it is by the kind of conversations you have with God. When you see a little thing happening or something happening, and what Satan does by pain is that he uses pain to exaggerate the the effect of the things that are happening in our lives. And you think that, my God, this is so great. There's nothing I can do. But when you come into this kind of prayer, you are able to take the balls that Satan throws at you and you process it in the hand of the Lord. And by the will of God, you begin to turn it and you begin to join the Lord to be like a clay that is pliable in his hand. And as you begin to pray and say things like, my God, there is an expression that will come out of my flesh by reason of the things that I see and behold and the experiences I'm going through. But God, I don't want that. I want to choose you. And then you begin to step it up and say there is also a canal expression that looks like spirituality. A kind of of prayer where I am focusing on just me and the things that are happening, but God, I still do not want to choose that. Baba, I want to choose your sovereign will. I want to choose, oh God, where you can take all of this, Father, and you can convert it into the strength of a generation. You can convert it into the strength of a time. My God, let the very things that happen in me that are meant to break me. Father, let them become the things that break open new doors and dimensions inside of me. My God, I take all of this And I process it by your spirit in my spirit. And I say, oh God, that it is opening new ways and it's opening new pathways inside of me. as, As you begin to pray like this, something happens to you. Because you see, the enemy becomes shocked and he's thinking to himself, but I thought I brought Goliath to intimidate and break this person. How is it that Goliath has resulted in the promotion of a man that I wanted to keep in the backside? How is it that Goliath has resulted in the expression and publicity of David that I wanted to hide? I don't want David to move from being a man that loves the Lord. I don't want him to move from that into becoming an order. I don't want him to be from that into becoming a possibility. I don't want him to be publicized. I don't want people to know that there is a Davidic expression. How is it that the Goliath that I set up to take down the entire nation plus David himself has not become the very thing that has become David's publicity strategy? Listen to me. David a way you can engage with the troubles of time and troubles then become highways of expression. Troubles then become the next level and the bridge that enables you to come into the full power of God. That's why we're talking about the garden and what happens in the garden and the testing of the garden and how it can produce Inside of you, the deliverer for a time. So, as we are praying and as we are talking about courage, I need you to understand how courage shows itself because it's not just that you just wake up and you are just running like a madman that is not thinking. No, the first thing that shifts inside of you is sight, the first thing that shifts inside of you is the way you see and you perceive things. So, while the entire Israel were crying and saying we are finished, David looked, and what David saw was an uncircumcised Philistine. What David saw was somebody that had no rights to speak about the armies of God like that. What David saw was a situation that needed to be taken down and dealt with immediately. So while they were entertaining Goliath and allowing Goliath to speak for 40 days, in one day, David came and shut the conversation. Now, when you look at David, you say, my God, courageous, strong. But David was not trying to be courageous. David was not even trying to be strong. David just had a perspective. And that perspective consumed him. So everything that David did was born out of what he could see. That's why I always tell you, pray for your eyes. My God, let me see like you see. So what happens to you as you are making this prayer? i saying, I don't want to be an estuary or a man that just holds water. And it becomes stale, but I want to flow into the earth. Oh my God, give me courage. What happens the first day that God changes your eyes? The way you see. And so when I come into seasons like that, something happens to me. The things I used to be afraid of, I'm not afraid of them anymore. Not because God has removed the spirit of fear from this world, no, but because God brings me to a level of perspective. So what that level of perspective does is that it puts that rowing, shouting Goliath into the box of an unsecretized minister. I can now see clearly. I now understand that, oh no, no, this is actually not a threat. This is just a noisemaker. This is just noise. I can understand where the real warfare is, where the real temptation is, where the real problem is. Everything now finds its place and they now fall into their different boxes. So when you are praying for things like, Corey, this is what God does to you. He first gives you sight and insight so that you can see clearly. The next thing is it changes your position, your posture rather your posture changes so the way you used to posture yourself when you encounter certain things before it changes before you walk into a room and people are talking about money they're talking about the next level they're talking about the nation they're talking about nations of the earth they're deliberating on a certain level and you are just there you feel that your role was to carry paper and buy and to be writing minutes thinking that destiny will happen to you the way you hear conversations now change When you meet people of power and influence, the way you engage with them changes. You are not thinking, ah, I know this big man. Let me go and ask for money. I don't want money. I don't want money. What I need you to do is for you to influence the earth in a certain way. So I tell people, somebody said to me one day, said, Ah, this person, PI person has a lot of money. You know, when you when you are this person will be bring millions to your ministry, I said, I don't need your money. I don't need what I need from rich people. is not their money. I need their ears. I need them to hear the message of the kingdom. I need them to understand the purpose of their wealth. I need them to understand how to influence and how to build, how to break the strongholds and the strongmen of generations, how to use wealth as power, not for the establishment of themselves and their glory, but for the establishment of the glory of God upon the earth. What I need is their ear. And i'm not talking about this one i'm talking about the ear of their mind so that as their minds begin to shift something happens over the earth i cannot guarantee my generations and the generations of this world because people who have power and influence and authority now understand how to wield it for the building of the earth listen the way you engage changes the things you need to you used to shy away from and run away from i say, oh, no it's not me i'm not the one that stops Because why? You now see. So your posture changes. Your posture changes. And the next thing that changes is your position. Because you see, we have to break past that place of titles and enter into function. Because a title without a function is useless. I don't want to call you great names without seeing the effect of your greatness in the world or in my life. We have to move into function. Where the way you evaluate who you are and what you carry is by the things you do. The apostle says, you are showing me your faith. the things you are saying and all of these things, you are declaring, proclaiming, show me your faith by the works. I will show you by the works that I am doing. The works of a man is the proof of his faith. Where are the territories you are taking? Where are the places you have crossed? What are the things that you have birthed? This is the show of your faith. So Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith in the earth? He did not say, when I return, will I find choir? Will I find uh, people who are preaching powerful sermons? That's not faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when I return, will I find builders on the earth? When I return, will I find people who are working on the earth? When I return, will I find people who are establishing things according to the patterns of heaven on the earth? This is what Jesus is returning for. So I needed to understand that it will move from sight, the evidence of courage, it moves from sight to change of posture to positioning. You begin to position yourself In places, you allow the Lord move you as the Lord goes. Now, the third expression of this estuary is what is called the ecotone. Remember, in the definition of the estuary, part of what it says it says estuaries form a transition zone between river environment and maritime environment. And an example of an ecotone. You see that word transition is very important because that's the problem that a lot of us have. We have a lot of Christians that don't know how to transition. We have a lot of Christians that don't know how to transition from their garden into the whole earth. If you leave them, they will die inside our garden. They will never leave the earth. You will never leave the garden into the watering of the earth. But the commission that God gave to man, the commission God gave to you for your life, it's not so that you will become the best dancer in church. Whenever praise and worship is going on, you're the one that, hey, eh, go down. In fact, this Beyonce challenge, or what do you call this challenge? It has got no, nothing on you because your Komole is on another level. The way you go down in church, I don't know why that thing is a challenge, honestly. Because normal Sunday service in church, we used to go down every time Komole, Komole, everybody's go. So I don't see what, I don't even see the challenge inside. You know, I was telling my sister the other day, I said, why is this still a challenge? She said, "It's is not a challenge for you. I said, we did. Oh, yeah, tell me now. I went down, went up. I said, this is how we do it every Sunday. You understand? So he has nothing on you. Why? Because you have practiced it. But you see, that's not what God is looking for. You must know how to transition. And how that dance that David danced was not just ah, so that people will see me because we were shouting in church. I will dance like David danced. Come on. You now see different people. All the letters, all the letters dance step. They are showing it. I'm like. Okay, the dancing of David was for what? The revealing of the tabernacle of David, the setting of a new order so that it was even a prophetic word And a prophetic action. And he was thrusting a generation. or thrusting a people. And thrusting generations to come. Into the knowledge of the fact. That God is not a veiled tabernacle. That God is one that everyone should engage. Everyone should behold. Before the the curtain was ripped. In the time of Jesus. David was ripping the thing. Way back many years before. It was a prophetic action. After he danced like he danced. What did David do? He established Israel. Listen to me. You must know how to transition. That is one of the characteristics of an ecotone. It is a point of transition where you take the spiritual spooky things and you transition it into solutions. You deploy it into new things. You deploy it into products. You deploy it into offices, into businesses. You deploy it into government, into systems. There are people that were like ecotones. Daniel is a typical person of an estuary. The Bible says he kept his windows open towards Jerusalem consistently. There was a consistent flow of the rivers of God into his life. But how did it come out on the other side? A man that was made the head of witches and sorcerers. Because you see, those days, the people that Daniel sat over were the sorcerers, the witches, the warlocks, the astrologers. And the Bible says he was found to be 10 times greater than them. Why? Open windows in Babylon. You must know how to make the transition. Let me tell you something. The way I see God and I see the Bible, let me just tell you my own secret. I look at this and I say nothing is hard. It's not hard. The hardest thing for Christians to do is to pray about things. That's the only thing that's standing in your way, prayer. And we think the problem is that we think that prayer is effort. The first key to prayer is revelation. The first key to prayer is understanding and insight. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. My father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen to me. All those first things are things you need to know. You need to know God as a father. You need to understand where he is and what that place is like. Hallowed be your name. You need to understand what makes God the hallowed one. What are the characteristics of God? What is the nature of God? What sets him above all? What makes him the one they call holy? You need to understand what heaven is like. He says that it will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How can you do it on earth when you don't know what is in heaven? You need to understand this is the first key to prayer revelation. Don't just, um, But you see, the thing about prayer is that you pray to be able to pray. So there is a prayer you pray first so that you can come into revelation. So when you go, you are searching for something. Your spirit is roaming about the corridors of God so that God will will point you to a direction and then you now see and what you behold becomes a revelation, you go back into the world, and then you begin to mind that revelation with scriptures, you begin to find things, defense systems, by which you can defend the thing the Holy Ghost has shown you, and then you come into the understanding of it, and then you enter another level of prayer, which is the prayer that is birthed out of the knowledge you now have, that is the place you cannot begin to chart courses for yourself, and you cannot confidently say, where the Lord will have you go, pray in alignment with God, What? You have come to an understanding that God wants you to walk in, then after that level, before you now enter places like declarations, because what are you declaring? So, you see, many people begin by saying, I just declare that. What are you declaring? Do you know what time it is? Do you know what day it is? So, you pray to pray. You understand? Are you coming to understanding so that you may better understand it? So, you have to understand the systems of the spirit realm so that you are not held hostage when you enter some realms so that you are not trespassing and so that you are not broken by the things that were meant to build you up. I say this because transition is one of the biggest problems. So ask God, show me how to transition. Open my eyes, Lord. You don't need to omit your microphone. Pray this prayer by yourself. Show me how to make transitions because I have dreams and I have vision. I see many things, Lord, that you are showing me. I know that this bubble inside of me is a product of the rivers that are breaking forth in me. But my God, I don't know how to translate this. I don't know how to transmit this. I don't know how to make this the wind of a generation. My God, show me how to make the necessary transitions. You are the God that the angels worship and they say, holy, 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 holy. But you are also the God that created the heavens and the earth. I see you work. I see you use your hand to set up a business system, a business system that began even before the earth was created a system oh god that lucifer first tried to tamper with and the bible says by the abundance of his trade in iniquity was found in him but lord god i saw how you brought a destruction or how that time was destroyed and you raised another system oh god and jesus came in his own time and began to say that my meat is to do my father's business my god i see you i see you you are the greatest businessman the things that you set up they never die the things that you raise up, they are never destroyed. You are the one that knows how to build unto eternity. My God, show me patterns. My God, open my eyes. My God, open the heavens over my head. Let me not be a man that sits under closed heavens. Let me not be a man that sits over closed heavens. But my God, let the heavens over me be open. Show me how to make the transition. Do not make me dull. Do not let me dull in the spirit. My God, do not let me be limited by traditional religion. But my God, open my eyes. My God, open my eyes. This life that I have, Baba. I don't want to arrive at your throne, Oh God. I realize that all that I did was fellowship with your spirit. But I never fellowship to the earth. But I never fellowship with the world. I never built up the world for which I was created. My God, show me how to make the necessary transition. Show me how to turn the intangible feelings of faith into tangible manifestations in my world. My God, shift me, oh God. Let me be useful for this time. Let me be useful for this generation of the earth. Turn what you need to turn. Break what you need to break. Shift what you need to shift. Oh my God, let today be the day that the blessing of God over my life will make sense to me. Let this be the day that I receive a blueprint of what the blessing and ordination over me looks like. My God, I call an end to the season of stagnation. I call an end to the season where I'm stirred up only in prayer, but I am not stand up when I engage the world. God, I call, I call an end to that day. I call an end to that day. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Some of you were sent into lands and nations. You were sent ahead by God to go and be a deliverer. But you have gone there and you are cowering under fear. You have just melted into the system and the way they function there. But God called you to be the one that breaks the culture, that breaks the norm, that changes the narrative. But you don't know how to make the transition. Ask the Lord. It is easy. All you need to do is pray in sincerity, in truth. That is all you need to do. Be determined in your heart that if there is a deed, a sword in Zion that pierces that course mm-hmm. through the soul, the spirit, the joint, the marrow, that pierces through the mind and causes there to be a revealing and an unveiling of the capacity of God. Let that sword pierce you to me. If it is possible in God, then let it become your your portion. Mm-hmm. Ele nakapasudeida. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so I say, let the wind of the spirit, let it blow into your life. Let it shift and push aside every lie of hell every confusion of darkness, everything that wants to keep you in a position of mediocrity, the the, the, the the kind of spiritual mediocrity that makes it impossible for people to rise up. I pray that the wind of the spirit will come and blow it away. Let today become the day of the opening of your eyes. Let today become the day of the stirring of your spirit for the solutions that are in God. Let today become the day that you who used to say, you know, I don't really care about all this Nigerian thing. I don't really call I mean, think I'm called to nations let this be the day that that changes let this be the day that something arises in your heart and like Deborah he says awake awake oh Deborah awake I pray that this is the day of your awakening that this is the day of your rising that this is the day of your commissioning for the purpose of the things that God wants to do on the earth in the name of the Lord Jesus no more sleeping No more sleeping in Zion. 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 The enemy will not come and swallow us up. He will not swallow our generation. He will not swallow our children. He will not swallow up the edge. We will not be registered in heaven as the saints that failed the will of God. But my God, I pray that a Gideon army will rise up out of these people. I pray, oh God, that the ones that know how to drink with their hands up and watching and keeping watch, oh God, the ones that know, oh God, how to make the transition from normal nourishment into becoming the soldier and the tool of God. I pray that it will really arise from these people in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are not the ones that will be taken down, but we are the ones that we consume and swallow. I pray that God will begin to show you that your ninth time will be filled with visions of solutions. That your night time will be filled with visions of blueprints. That you will arise every morning. Twenty-four hours will look like two hours to you because there will be so much to do and so much to accomplish in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray That you will be the ones that will do the supernatural, that we command the heavens and move the heavens, not because you are trying to show a sign to people, but because you are trying to cause the excelling of the will of God and the manifestation of the promises of God to come to pass. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We are changing the plane of engagement, we are changing the table of conversation. The unction of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. And so the third expression, like I said, is the equal tone. Father, what's the time? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize all the time. Guys, I apologize. I'm so sorry. Um. The third expression is the ecotone and I'm just going to wrap up real quickly. And the ecotone is a place where two... So in biology, you have different kinds of... uh, What's the word now? What's the word the Ecosystems. So where two ecosystems cross or two ecosystems that are not meant to exist together, the point where they cross is called an ecotone. So where you find a desert and a grassland, it is very rare. When you find a desert and a grassland, the boundary between the two of them is called an ecotone. Now, the, the significant thing about an ecotone is what exists in that ecosystem. Where other ecosystems are usual and normal, and you know that when you go into a forest, you can know by textbook what you will find there. There are certain things that grow in certain ecosystems. But you see, the thing about an ecotone is that It is strange, you usually cannot tell because within an ecotone is a very strange ecosystem because you will see things that are coming from the grassland inside there and you will see things that are found in the desert inside there. So if you find a rattlesnake in the desert, for example, and in the grassland, you find maybe termites, a termite that should not exist in a desert, you find it in the ecotone between the grassland and the desert and you find the rattlesnake there. So it's a very complex ecosystem. Because why there is a crossing, it forms a boundary point. Listen to me. One of the characteristics of an estuary is that it is an ecotone, because the flow of the rivers and the things that naturally exist in the river are found there. And then the things that exist in the maritime life, the sea, is also found there. Because there are some things that thrive in salt water, and there are some things that thrive in fresh water. But in the ecotone of an estuary, you find a mixture of salt water and fresh water life within an ecotone. So it's not normal. But guess what? We are called to be God's ecotone. The Bible declares... Jesus began to say, he says, pray, oh God, that I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the things that exist within the ecosystem of the heaven, let it come into the ecosystem of the earth. Now what is the transition point between the heavens and the earth? Jesus began to say, you will see the angels ascending and descending upon the son of man. And so you realize that the ladder that Jacob beheld was not just a physical ladder, but it was Jesus. But the Bible declares that we are now carrying the life of Christ. So we are God's ecotones. We are the transition between the heavens and the earth. So when you look at a man that is an ecotone, that is an estuary of God, you will see me, for example, with long nails and long eyelashes, and you will see me with all these things. I are thinking Jesus Christ. Are you sure this one knows Jesus? It is just the expression of an ecotone. It is the things that exist in this world. I just need them so that I can function and integrate and associate with the the maritime world and the freshwater. I don't mean my to oh God I, mean, I do not my water. I don't mean my spirit, but I mean with I'm talking about the rivers. The mar- maritime, which is the, the salt water, and the fresh water. So you begin to see the ecotone and you see the expression. But at the same time, inside of this same person, you see the overflowing of the Holy Ghost. You see the overflowing of God. You see revelations coming out because why? We are heaven's ecotone. We are the ones that God has set as the apostles. We are the ones that God has set as the ecclesia, as a governing body that comes from a heavenly place. But yet you are able to integrate and associate with this world. We are the ones that the world looks at us, but they do not know who we are. Why? We are not like normal human beings, we are gods, but we are existing in this time-bound world. Why? We are God's ecotone. Because it is only in an ecotone that a freshwater has the right to feed a sea. And only there does the sea have the right to cross its boundary a little bit. Why? Ecotone. We are God's estuaries. We are God's estuaries. I pray that the spirit of God will show you how. Because you see, but you see, the problem is that God has called us to be estuaries. But we are constantly vomiting. We are like, no, please me. I'm just a river. I stay in the river of the spirit. But the river is meant to water the the, the sea. It's supposed to flow from the fresh water into the salt water. You are supposed to know how to make the transition. You are supposed to know how to feed it. I pray that the Lord God almighty we we'll show you how to take this posture. Now, the last posture is the posture of the man of dominion. Remember, we started with the man of communion, the man of engagement. The ecotone is the man of production, but the last one is the man of dominion because it the estuary then flows into the sea. And remember the seas touch the whole earth. They're all connected. So that is the place of dominion where you are able to reach the nations and the cities. The river of God that is breaking out of you by reason of your position in the garden is meant to make its last stop in the sea of the earth, in the nations of the earth. This is why somebody can write a book and in one week you can fly and become an Amazon bestseller. Why? Because it did not start with writing. It began with waiting. It began with fasting. It began with prayer. And God begins to show you things and give you strategies and revelation. So that when you pour it out and you push it out. You push it out from the, you began with the river, but you got to the estuary. And you began to engage platforms that had the ability to push your work out. And it enters the whole earth. The moment you are able to make that transition, you are bound for dominion. I pray that the spirit of God will open your eyes. I pray that God will bless you. I pray that God will increase you. I pray that God will give you wisdom and revelation. I pray that you will not just sit in a city that you are meant to bless, increase, nourish, and strengthen. But I pray that even as you sit, that God will walk in you to cause there to be a revelation of the things of God in the name of our Lord Jesus. The name of the first river was Pishon. The name of the second river was Gihon. The name of the third river was Hidakel. The name of the fourth river was Euphrates. Pishon means increase. Gihon means bursting forth. Hidekiel means rapid. Euphrates means fruitfulness. The expressions of God's spirit are increasing within you. And it is causing there to be a bursting forth out of you. And this is happening rapidly for the purpose of the fruitfulness of the earth. These are the expressions. The increase of his spirit should cause a bursting forth out of you. And the bossing forth should happen rapidly for the purpose of the fruitfulness of the earth. Until the increase of his spirit results in the fruitfulness of the earth, you have not yet arrived at the commissioning of God. For the river is given to you for the purpose of the execution of your um of your commissioning. And I want you to go back as the assignment, I need you please to go back, don't leave me now, guys. Are we still together? So I need you yes, to, here. to study Ezekiel 47. Study Ezekiel 47 when you go back. And it speaks about the rivers that Ezekiel saw. And why I'm telling you to study it is because this river is connected to Eden. So thank you for staying with me. Please just hold on quickly. Now you see this picture right here that I'm showing you guys. Um, very, it looks ugly, but just bear with me. Um, this is the picture of the chambers that um, Ezekiel saw. I don't know. Can you guys still see my screen? Yes, This is the picture of what Ezekiel saw. Now, Ezekiel 47 was talking about the rivers. Every time we talk about that, we keep talking about, oh, and overflowing and overtaking. But the Bible says that the water was flowing in Ezekiel 47 from the threshold of the temple. And here is the temple. The threshold speaks about that entry point where you cross in a house, where you are passing the door, you pass the threshold. So it was flowing from the temple, it passed the threshold. And it says it went, it flowed towards the east. Now, remember, the river came from Eden and flowed towards the garden which is planted in the east of Eden. Now, Ezekiel sees this water again coming and it is flowing from the temple which represents the embodiment of God and it is flowing to the east again. It passes the east gate and it flows and it breaks out of the east gate and it it, it breaks out in different measures, in four different measures. It breaks out from the ankle, it breaks out to the knee, it breaks out to the waist and then there is an overflow the fruitfulness of god now ezekiel sees this and he says the lord took him and he then went out of the northern gate and he went all the way and came and the angel took him to look at it as the angel held the plumb line and he began to measure the expressions listen to me god is holding the plumb line and he's measuring the expressions of his spirit in your life but you see the significant thing about this river that flowed from the temple and went through hear me it went again to the east which is the garden And it then flowed to the out of it. And it began to water the city. That is what we are supposed to do. The river that comes to us from the temple, from the place of worship and prayer is meant to flow out into the city. And it says that wheresoever the current that there was growth, there was increase, there was nourishment that came. There was life that was coming out of the things that were there, you know? So it wasn't just Ezekiel taking in the river, but the river had characteristics. The river had characteristics and it had life. And somewhere planted there was the tree of life. So when they ate it, life came. I am showing you this picture and I want you to go back and read Ezekiel 47. And I want you to overlay it with Eden and look for clues and look for things. And I need you to pray. Pray for yourself because many of us have misinterpreted the river and we have allowed the river to end here where the altar is. We have not allowed this river to break out through the eastern gate, to break out until it waters the city. But the angel of God is waiting here to measure, to measure. Let us not get to heaven and realize that we never came into any measure of God based on how God measures the spirit. We never entered any measure because we never replenished. We never built up anything. But I pray that the spirit of God is going to help you. And as you embrace this, as you embrace this teaching, as you embrace this mindset, let the things that God sets into your life from the foundations of the world, I pray that the things will begin to come to pass Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. I remember, reminded of the scripture in Hebrews, it say you. How you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. And Mm -hmm. God has set you above your companions and he Mm -hmm. has anointed you with the oil of joy. Before God sets you, you must have come into a place of judgment between righteousness and wickedness. Righteousness is not not just a, a state of being good, but it is God's position on every matter wickedness is not just that you killed somebody but the true people in Sodom and Gomorrah God called them wicked in the new testament and explained why he says that they were sitting in abundance but the cities around them were depleting and they did nothing about it they didn't share they didn't give they didn't nourish listen to me wickedness takes a whole new meaning when you look at it through the eyes of dominion when you look at it through the eyes of the commissioning of man in the garden these things I say to you is not a sermon the words I speak to you are life. So I pray that the life of God begins to build up inside of you. The life of the one that was giving, commissioning in the garden of God. Let it build up inside of you. You will arrive at the full stature of Christ. You will arrive at the full nature of Christ. When Amen. there are wars and rumors of wars and threats of famine, you will be the solution. You will be the keeper of the earth. You will Amen. be the one that God will use because yes. you will arise with a new sound and yes. you will arise with fresh courage and fresh ability to do the will of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. you Amen. Amen. May God Dimensions of oil of joy. Amen. In the Amen. of righteousness. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Oh, thank you guys for staying with Amen. me. So love excited.
0: you, P.I. God bless you, P.I. Love you. Love
1: you.